Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and two pigeons were just stooping and watching me get ready to do the best of the Joe show. They're getting some free action right now. I'm going to take a picture of that and put it up my Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up at Dan Day Radio. Want to learn more about me? Well, just hang tight a little bit. Hawk and Crowder are going to get into a little get to know you. Here's a taste. I once followed Rihanna on tour for two straight weeks. Mm-hmm. That's going to be some fun. Also going to get into the Joe Rose Show, talking with former Dolphin quarterback John Beck and the Dan Lebetard Show on the whole Spike Lee situation. But right now, let's do some headlines. The Heat are home tonight against Orlando. Tips at 7.30. I will not make it for tip, but once I get off of here, I am going to run down to there. So be on the lookout for me at the Heat game tonight. Kane's baseball team put their four-game win streak on the line tonight at FAU, while the basketball team are at home against defending national champions Virginia. Tip is at nine. Marlins catcher Jorge Alfaro has been cleared to work out. The Marlins team A lost to the Orioles 5-3 earlier today, while the Marlins team B defeated the Astros 2-1. The Panthers look to end a three-game losing streak tomorrow night at home when they take on the Eastern Conference-leading Bruins. Puck drops at 7. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Inter-Miami's away match with Toronto FC on May 30th has been moved back a day. A reason for the move has not been given. Inter plays at DC United 3.30 Saturday. Zion Williamson became the first teenager to score 20-plus points in 12 straight games last night, scoring 25 in a Pelicans loss to the T-Wolves. New Orleans plays Miami in the Big Easy this coming Friday. And now... We take a step into the day spa. <sighs> An eight-year-old boy recently won $200 worth of cannabis at a raffle held by a youth hockey league in Canada. Oh, Canada! A super clingy cat named Ziggy in Great Britain won't stop trying to sit on her owner's laps, so they created a fake warm lap for the cat to sit. Yeah, they have nothing better to do. Good. The city of Santa Fe, New Mexico's website has put an accent mark over the wrong letter on the city's seal. Mmm, tax dollars well spent. A transgender man recently went to the hospital to have both a hysterectomy and a metoidplasty, meaning he would have removed his uterus and added a male part to his body, but doctors took it a step further and completely removed all of his female parts. A week later, the man noticed what had happened complained, and now both doctors are suspended. I'm confused. 
Five have died and 13 hospitalized after an African priest asked them to drink rat poison to prove their faith and the strength of God over death. Jim Jones, anyone? Now on the weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. Win $25,000 cash at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries every Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day now through March 21st. Grand prize $25,000 giveaway Saturday, March 21st. Visit HyliaPark.com for details. In the morning, it's all about the Joe Rose Show. Earlier today, they caught up with John Beck talking about Dolphins drama, 3D QB assessing Justin Herbert, and his time playing for Cam Cameron. With the 40th pick in the 2007 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select quarterback from BYU, John Beck. John, that brings back some memories, huh? That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it brings back some interesting memories. It was a, a special day to get drafted, but, man, there was a rough year in 2007 for the Dolphins. <laughs> John, great to have you, man. Uh, so fired up to find out that you're, you're actually working with Justin Herbert and uh, and we're seeing at the Combine and everything else. But before we get to all that stuff, I got to tell you, we look back through a couple of rough, rough years, and, and I mean more than just a couple, and you were there for that Cam Cameron one and 15 year what was that like with joey porter jason taylor and the rest of those guys going through some of that drama behind the scenes what was that like well you don't fully understand or comprehend what it truly was until i had spent more time in the nfl because i didn't know what the nfl was and all of a sudden you know i'm drafted i'm a rookie to me that was my NFL experience, and I knew that, you know, we had our struggles as a team. I knew there was issues, but it really truly wasn't until I played out the rest of my career and then looking back, kind of said, wow, man, that was that was a lot. Welcome to the NFL, hey, right, John? That's hey, hey, John, before, yeah. before we get going, that special meeting when Cam had everybody and Joey Porter stood up, what was that like when you're in there and just pretty much let the guy have it for what he thought about him? I mean, I can't even I mean, imagine. You know, again, that's one of those things. I mean, I just remember sitting there and uh, Trent Green next to me, he put his hands in his face and he said, I didn't think it could get any worse, but it just did. John, you're good, man. Wow. That's good stuff. Wow. Listen, uh, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, this quarterback stuff, John, is getting high-tech for high school and college guys with these coaches, but this thing, this 3D QB thing that a lot of guys that you're part of now, a lot of really good quarterbacks are using it. Just talk about it before we get into Justin Herbert. What makes it so unique that so many guys are going to Southern California to, to use it? Well, I think the easiest way is to probably have it be similar to golf and how people analyze their golf swing. People say, why would a Drew Brees, why would a, a Matt Ryan, a Matt Stafford, why would these guys that are already so good, why would they hire a coach? And that's when I say, it's like golf. Why do the top golf players in the world have swing coaches or golf coaches? It's because they're chasing those extra little fine-tuned percentage points. And there's a lot that goes into it. It's their feet. It's their body positioning. It's their movements. It's creating new patterns. It's understanding what patterns of movements work best for them. You know, there used to be this philosophy in football of, all right, this is what you have to do now that you're in my offense. But now it's, all right, what does that quarterback do best and what position? Positions does he need to put his body in so that he can perform at his best? Because 
you know, if you look at it nowadays, these quarterbacks are being paid astronomical numbers. I mean, when I got into the league, I think the highest paid guys were making like $10 million a year. Now you have guys making in the 30s, and it's when Patrick Mahomes' deal gets done, it's going to be $40 million. So, you know, these guys are getting paid a couple million dollars a game. If you break that down into how much value there is in each pass attempt and then put that into wins, how much impact does each pass attempt have going into a win? One to two more completions a game has a huge impact on the outcome of a game. That's why quarterbacks, every little detail matters. And now with technology and the ability for video playback and and repeat and all that, you can do so much for a quarterback if you know what you're looking for. I was just lucky enough that through Drew Brees and through some other avenues, I happened to walk through somebody's door, Tom House, who became my mentor back in 2013. I just happened to walk through his door and he invited me on and said, I'll make you a deal. You bring everything you know about quarterbacking and I'll teach you everything I know about throwing. And that's how I ended up here. John, uh, let's talk about Justin Herbert. You know all the things have been said about him as you're working with him now. The big arm, unlimited potential, inconsistent throws, some of his leadership stuff's been in question. Some have called him an introvert. Now that you've been around him, are those the things you work on and are all those things true that are being said about a guy considering a lot of people don't know that much about him well i think that's just it right people it's very easy to see his talent level you know there's always criticism of a player no matter what he accomplishes in college football you know you look at joe burrow i'm just going to talk about joe real quick he had an unbelievable season that doesn't take away the fact that people are going to criticize aspects of his game and he had arguably the best college football season a quarterback has ever had well now going back to justin justin is one of the most talented throwers i've ever been around like we talked about earlier in the show all of these quarterbacks are coming to us well these are some of the best players in the nfl and i can say justin is absolutely one of the most talented throwers i've ever been around now every player has things that they have to work on and there's going to be things floating around about all types of stuff but this i do know justin's teammates loved him up there at oregon and i've seen justin display a ton of leadership qualities great qualities when i've been around him during this training time he's extremely dedicated he works to be the absolute best he can at everything he does are there things that he can do to improve accuracy consistency all those things absolutely like i said before why does guys why like why do guys like matt ryan Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, guys that have been to Pro Bowls, they're working on the same stuff. For Justin, as young as he is, as talented he is, and as dedicated he is, there's so many great things on the horizon for him. John, how important is it, and you played the position in, in the NFL, how, is it, how important is it to be a vocal leader as a quarterback? Because we do hear that a lot about you know Justin or, or hear it about other quarterbacks that are the, the guys in the huddle commanding the huddle, commanding the locker room. How important is that? Because that, that seems to be, like Joe said, one of Justin's biggest kind of flaws, as people point out. But to be a vocal leader in, in the NFL, how important is that? Well, I think it's a flaw if that's what the coach wants if the coach wants a vocal leader i know a ton of successful quarterbacks that aren't necessarily your rah-rah guys i think a great key in leadership is you have to be who you are but then you also have to understand what the team needs and i think that's where sometimes guys can kind of step into an area saying okay i know i may not be the most vocal guy but i know my team needs this or i know that my players need to receive critical feedback right people always say oh man this quarterback he jumps on his guys or he rips them a new one if they mess up okay well maybe that's his personality type but maybe also that quarterback understands that's what the team needs and i think that as justin grows and develops as a leader that may be an 
an area where he can say, okay, I can get better at giving what the team needs because, you know, is Justin maybe by nature a little bit more of a quiet, introverted person? Yes. But I also know that he does a lot of things when you talk to his teammates. People don't get to see that side of Justin a lot, but his teammates know it. Can Justin bring those things to the table? Absolutely. But I think when I just look back at the leaders that I've been around and then also the qualities I know what makes a good leader, you don't have to be that vocal guy all the time if that's not your nature. But if the team needs it, you absolutely need to have the skills to step in that area and bring it. John, is uh, Justin, uh, one of the things I've heard is footwork from, from guys. Is that something because he is so tall that he's constantly got to work on his proper footwork before he throws it? You know, the University of Oregon, they had specific footwork to what they did, and they ran primarily out of shotgun. So when you look at traditionally some of the stuff that the NFL has done over the years and what they kind of still utilize, those are just areas that he just is getting accustomed to. He didn't take any snaps under center. A lot of the rhythm stuff that they did during drop-back passing game was kind of built specifically for their offense. Well, there's going to be some things in the drop-back passing game, whether from under center or gun, that he has just had to practice because it's not something that they did at Oregon. So, like I said before, he's a, an extremely good athlete, and he picks up on things easily. And, you know, going to the Senior Bowl, he had to do all of those things in a matter of few weeks to get ready for the senior bowl that he had never done before and I was there at the senior bowl and the feedback was great he did a great job so I think no matter what he's asked to do he's going to be able to do it it's just giving him reps at it because some of those things he just hasn't done in high school or in college. John does he hear all the things and you brought it up the higher you get picked the more uh, you're under a microscope and, and you get critiqued how does he accept all that stuff that comes out with everybody trying to talk about love and Herbert and Tua constantly how does he handle all that stuff? He has shades of perfectionism in himself so when you look at criticism I don't think anybody's going to be harder on themselves than Justin is. You know, those are some of the things that motivate him as an athlete. He expects a lot from himself. He puts a lot on himself and thinks that that's a good quality to have. I think if you look at some of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, they're absolutely that way as well. How do they handle the criticism? They've been a critic of themselves their whole life because they're trying to push themselves to be better. I mean, this whole thing of people are going to be calling out the flaws or saying the area his game needs to improve, all of that's going to happen all the way up until the team picks him. And then when that happens, that team's going to give him things that he needs to work on. But he's always doing that for himself by nature. And then we've had many talks, and he's seen the quarterbacks that come to our place. I mean, we have a lot of guys that are pro bowlers, Hall of Famers, and they are like that always. Whether there's a crowd doing it or a team doing it or a media person doing it, it doesn't matter because they're the ones that are pushing themselves. So I think that that's how Justin's going to handle it going forward. The things that are going to be new to him are going to be whatever city drafts him. He's a kid that was grew up in Eugene, Oregon, played college at Eugene, Oregon. His first real true time away from college has been this draft experience. So I think for him, more of a thing than handling criticism because he's handled a big stage at Oregon. He's handled criticism up to this point. It's going to be the adjustments of a new experience going to a city and being a rookie in the NFL. And for him, especially because the experience I went through, like, you know, getting drafted, it's a great experience. It's an awesome feeling to know you're being drafted by a team. And I absolutely loved and was so excited to be a Dolphin on draft day. I just, you know, I was pumped to know I was going to a place where Dan Marino was a guy, a guy I grew up watching. And I remember walking into the building and there's Bob Greasy's jersey and Dan Marino's jersey and there's pictures of them littered through the place. And you're, just, you're so excited because you want to be a great player there. Justin's going to have those same feelings whoever drafts him. I just want it to be an experience where the situation allows right. him to right. grow and develop as a player. And I say, see it in the NFL, you need a period of what's called launch. You need to have that 
takeoff time so then you can take off and grow as a player. But if that thing is hindered by, by coaching changes, by constant loss and by failure, and you never get to, boom, jump into that space where you really get to take off, NFL can be a tough, tough game. But hopefully he, he gets drafted to a place that allows him to grow and develop, mature as a player. And, hey, you got to handle failure. you got to handle criticism. you got to handle tough moments. But I think he's got that thing inside of him that's going to push through those hard times because he's very driven to succeed. Well, John, I heard a lot of those things you were just saying. I just want to let you know after 20 years, the Dolphins, we're cutting back on all that turnover stuff. I swear we are, man. <laughs> we're trying to do better with that stuff. And keep uh, keep Coach Flores, who's done a, people are excited about. Now we uh, obviously got to get the – the right young quarterback. What was his experience with the Dolphins? Did you hear anything with uh, with the Dolphins interview? You know what? I have I have just bumped into a few Dolphin scouts and people, and I think that they're kind of being a little hush-hush on what goes on. You know, most of these teams that are sitting in a position where they could potentially draft a quarterback, they make sure they don't put a lot out there. Um, you know, and I have a chance to talk with Justin, and he sounds as though things are going positive, but kind of the same thing. You never really know what some teams are thinking because they play their cards close to their chest and I know they want it that way and you know there's a lot of talented quarterbacks at the top of this draft and if they go quarterback you know it'd be great to see him get Justin because I think he's an absolutely talented player you know has the ability to achieve a lot of things and if it is the Dolphins yeah. You know, I cross my fingers that the organization is in a better place than when I got there. Um, <laughs> it can't be worse. John, you were there the worst year. We were actually this morning laughing about oh my gosh, John got Cam Cameron right, right off the bat right. and and you saw things. I can't even imagine what you saw coming out of BYU with the stability at BYU, and then you heard those veterans talking to that coach. I can't even imagine what was going through your mind. Like, the whole NFL just can't be like this, can it really? You know, that's when I say the longer I was in the NFL, the more I was able to look back and just kind of say, man, you know, because here, so here's the honest truth. When I was a rookie, I'm going through all those meetings and all that stuff, and I'm saying, okay, this must just be what the NFL is like. And then <laughs> as the season goes, you know, some of the veterans like Trent Green, some other players, even Jason Taylor, we, or, or, or Zach Thomas to be like, look, John, this is not like, you know, <laughs> like, like, John, I've been in this league for X amount of years. I'm, I'm telling you, bro, like, you're getting the worst experience your rookie year. And like, one time I was on a field, this was a few years later, but I was with Steve Young, and we were, we were just, it was, it was before a Monday night game. I was with the Ravens, and he's like, man, John, he's like, I just look back on the way your career started, like, in all honesty, like, it couldn't have gone worse for you. And I'm like, you know, I kind of knew that but I didn't fully comprehend it until the later I played but here's the other thing that's hard for a rookie when Cam Cameron named me the starter I believe we were like 0-9 and we were going to go play in Philly and although it's like your first start you almost feel like you take on all of the rest of that on your shoulders like you take on you know the 0-9 and, and then all of a sudden we lose the, to Philly we go play a Monday night game in the mud in Pittsburgh and you know you almost feel like all of that has fallen on you, and you're trying to find a way to like help get this team out of a hole. But you're a rookie. You're just a rookie. And back then in the NFL, it's not like today. Nowadays, when somebody drafts somebody, they are thrusting them in a, in a two spot or a right. one spot in camp. Back then, I was a second-round pick, but they sat me down and said, you're not going to play for two years. And this year, you're getting all of the threes reps. So in practice... I was just out there running with all the first, you know, first year guys, and then all of a sudden, boom, week nine. Hey, guess what? <laughs> you're starting. You're now the, you're now the starter. And uh, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys on the team were mad because they traded Wes Welker that year. They traded Chris Chambers during the season. Oh. They. 
they had made some decisions that were more for like a building for the future. And then, you know, I think I played in like, what, four games. We go play in a snow game in Buffalo and they bring a blitz. I try to get the ball out fast. Ball slips out of my hands. Of course, that season, it couldn't just fall on the ground and us recover it. <laughs> it had to be, it had to be, oh, you know, John. intercepted by the safety return for a touchdown. So that's where I say, you know, I look back and I tell all these young quarterbacks that I train, hey guys, look, importantly than the number of spot you get drafted or the rounds you get drafted, it's the situation you get drafted That's to right. because you need you need stability as a young player. You need help around you. You need a good situation. You need to be able to turn the ball and hand it to a running back and get some first downs without you having to drop back and play at a high, high level on every snap. Like, that's what you need as a young player. You need some help around you because if you land in a bad situation and then they fire the whole building and then all of a sudden it's people that didn't pick you, I can tell you from experience that is tough. (laughs) You're outstanding, man. It's been a long time. I miss our talks on the plane. It was great talking to you. Really appreciate you coming on this morning and talking to us, man. Look, if Justin can be a Dolphin, the Dolphins, he's a great player. He's going to be an awesome player. You know, he if, if he gets a chance to develop, I think there's great things on the horizon. And look, I'm not playing in the NFL anymore, but the Dolphins, man, that it really is a cool place. Like the organization, even though they had their issues, there were great people that were a part of it, people I'm still friends with. I still have this little football from when I got drafted. The Dolphins gave my son this little football. You squeeze it and it plays the Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Yes. Look, it's a really cool That's organization. Cool. I'm always wishing the best for the Dolphins. And if they get Justin on my end, I'll do everything I can to help that dude succeed. He's not biased. But he likes Justin Herbert. Woo! Of course, you can download the podcast for this show, The Joe Rose Show, or any of the shows you hear on this radio station by going to WQAM.com, the radio.com app for free, or wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Also on 560 The Joe, of course, you know Dan Lebitard. He makes an appearance weekdays from 10 to 1. Here's a taste. Just give me, in general, the all-decade first team for the New York Knicks. Oh, that's five minutes away on the Best of the Joe Show. It's the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours, playing a little Bobby Brown, because on this day in 1993, Bobby Christina Brown was born, unfortunately passed away in 2015. Just kind of a little bit of remembrance for Bobby Christina Brown through her father. Bobby Brown. This is my favorite Bobby Brown song, by the way. My prerogative. It is always your prerogative to listen to the Dan Lebitard Show right here on 560. The Joe earlier today, they got Dan getting ready to reenact the Spike Lee situation, but with the heat, and also they got a little bit of Nick's all decade team chris cody says he wants me to i I don't even (laughs) i don't even know what we would do with this but chris cody says he wants me to reenact uh what spike lee did like a like a character actor at the miami heats arena yes i want you to try to go in i'm sure you can go in any entrance but if there's an entrance you're not allowed to go into i want you to try to go into that entrance and then when they try to stop you in security start yelling the exact same thing spike lee did and we get someone to videotape you from far away and we just recreate the exact same thing (laughs) with the exact same line and we put it on the internet. It'd be funny. Dan is so not doing no, that. No, I might do that. Really? I think I think, wow. I think that's funny. Well, first of all, I, I think I might do that for you because it would just for the joke, for the satire of it. I don't know if I could pull it off because I'm not a very good paid because actor. Because locally you're more famous than Spike Lee. How does it work at Heat Games? You you have a, a, your own entrance, huh? Yeah. You don't well, want No, in. the way that it works at Heat it Games. It goes through the cargo entrance. Yeah. <laughs> 
You got to really take it I up go a notch, to where though. the players come out. Like, Dan, last week, Bad Bunny was just walking around on the court, spitting water all over the place. So, like, it seems like you can do whatever you want. Oh, wow. Yeah, you yeah, can do, you do that. that. With tequila? I have done that with tequila. It just wasn't on purpose. You look high and we'll get you, man. I cannot get into any entrance at the arena. The security, it's one of the things that makes the Spike Lee story so funny. Like, you come in, like, there are all sorts of security concerns, no matter who the hell you are, about how the hell you get into one of these arenas and you're supposed to go like i'll get stopped every time coming through an an entrance where people don't know who i am i told you about the time i went there on star wars night they made r2d2 go through security (laughs) swear to god (laughs) but that's one of the reasons that i love this story so much because spike lee is compare he he is complaining on first take about the general inconvenience of not being treated at all times like a celebrity it's an amazing (laughs) complaint to go to first take with while saying he doesn't want special treatment (laughs) you said that in the wrong voice the idea that he wanted special treatment laughable so let's get to this all decade team here which way do you want to do this here because we've been making fun of the knicks here and we're going to continue to make fun of the knicks the entirety of the show well chris is saying there is actually someone who put together an all decade team for the knicks right so someone has done this someone with credibility it's sny okay and, and the starting lineup has all five positions the honorable mention has two point guards a small forward a shooting guard and a power forward no center in the honorable mention i just want to give you all, all right the just hold on for a second here because i want to figure out how to do this on air. So, Mike, when you were saying to Stugatz, because Stugatz was saying, I don't have a shooting guard, and you were saying it's obvious. We've already established Jeremy Lin somehow ended up for two weeks of basketball on the honorable... It's unbelievable. Honorable mention. The honorable mention right. team. So this is something that we were actually laughing about before the show, and I tried my best to guess, and I nailed who the shooting guard was, but it's it's obvious, but also laughable. I mean, don't give me too many clues. I still have it written down. I have a second team shooting guard. I do not have a first team shooting well, just guard. Just give us your first team. You want the first team Well, right no, now? I'd actually like the second. Uh, give me the second team shooting guard. Who is your second team all-decade Knicks team shooting guard? I can't even pronounce his last name. Pablo Pergioni or something like that? Wow. He's on the team. He is on the honorable mention. (laughs) He's actually listed as point guard, but it doesn't matter. Are you bleeping kidding me? I'm on my second team. That's stiff. He was good. He was good for that year. His rookie year when he was like 36. Are you? That is. Wait a minute. All the Knicks fans were like, man, if we only got this guy eight years ago. That is. Oh, my God. That's laughable. That's unbelievable (laughs) that that's on an all-decade honorable mention team. In your cookies. He averaged 4.7 points per game for the Knicks. You want to try to stay hot here? Who else you got on this honorable Well, so mention? Mike, who is the obvious shooting guard? Well, no, hold on, but I have, well, I'm going to have to think about it yeah. for, for the first team to see if my first team matches up with Chris's first team. But you team. don't have a shooting guard. I, but I have another break to think about it here. All right, yeah. so who's your first team shooting guard? Let's do it that way. Well, I don't have it written down yet. So I, you don't have any shooting guards in your t- entire He was t- too busy perfecting the bit from the last segment. Well, we have a definitive list, right? SMY. So I guess I have to try to match that list. I'll take a stab at it, right? And Billy will tell me if I'm All right, right. So if you're just joining us, we were laughing at this stupid Spike Lee story and how First Take basically inflamed with Spike Lee's help, uh, inflamed a situation that is spectacularly stupid and that seems to be just a celebrity uh, complaining for a whole lot of time about not being allowed secret extra access that uh, the Knicks are saying uh, no one would be allowed to partake in, and then just burying Spike Lee in a press release. I don't even know how you take another side on how can you defend Spike Lee after that press release. I know the Knicks don't have any credibility, and I know uh, Knicks PR is a total nightmare, 
But when you beef with your lead fan that way, Stugatz, and you bury him, like right. you're sitting there providing photographic evidence that he's not telling the truth. Well, they're responding to Spike trying to bury them. I mean, that's what they were doing. They were defending themselves. I mean, that's it. I mean, Spike came on TV trying to bury the Knicks. It was very odd, very weird over how he enters a game. So, Billy, what? Uh, let's do this then. What is, because we're making fun of the Knicks and because we love making fun of the Knicks, uh, the all-decade team is something that we believe is uh, even funnier than any of the other embarrassments. Well, thankfully, Chris is back. Yeah, so yeah I'm back can, now. Yeah, I, can, I can handle right. this. I'm Chris Cody, Fox Sports 1. All right, let's go ahead and do this with Chris. Thank you for coming back. Uh, what do you have? So what is your the, – the center is uh, – let's see. You want to start with the center? So, Chris, they have a second team and a first team, right? Correct. All right, here's my second team. Do they do one or two coaches? No coaches. No right, coaches. We'll like already mentioned times. that. No, but we all, we all agree it's Mike Woodson. All right, so it's Mike Woodson. I had uh, I had Mike Miller. Uh, it's been a heck of a run since he has taken over the next year. They're playing harder. They are playing well. All right, here is my uh, second team all-Nick decade team, Okay. I have Julius Randle at power forward. I'm starting in a weird spot. This is his first season. Uh, Julius Randle is not on the all-decade team? Correct. He hasn't even been there a year. Well, he'll be on the next decade, all-decade team. Last uh, decade. Oh, wait, 2020? Are you? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just put Julius Randle. He started in 2019. I figured that was enough to get him on the all-decade team. He's not there. How about Tyson Chandler? He's my second team center. Tyson Chandler is the first team center. What? God. There's no second team center for some reason. Just right. <laughs> they just didn't have anyone who was second uh, to Tyson Chandler would be their the second team center? center. I don't know. Well, I have I have Amari Stoudemire as their first team all-decade center. I put him at center, not power forward. He seems to be the honorable mention big man. He's the only big man in the honorable mention. That's the weird one to me. He, I thought he would have been in the first team. He's on... The honorable mention. He should be first team. I mean, that six-week period them. where he was the MVP of the NBA. I mean, it was I mean, it was yeah. glorious. I mean, if Lynn can get honorable mention for two weeks, you think Amari can get first team for well, six. Well, Lynn is my first team point guard. I mean, he is my point guard. He is my all-decade <laughs> point guard. I Listen, I am telling you the two- to three-week span that we had with Jeremy Lynn was the only bright spot this entire decade. Do you want me to tell you who the starting point guard is? Sure. Raymond Felton. Great. He was on my wow. second team. <laughs> was it the uh was it the fat incarnation of Raymond Felton or Is there any other kind? <laughs> All right, my shooting guard was J.R. Smith. We discussed that. My small forward, this is the first team here, was Carmelo. That's obvious. Power forward was uh I actually wrote Julius Randle and scratched it out and put Porzingis. He has to be it, right? Correct. And so, my center was Amari Stoudemire. And we already said that. Right. So the starting lineup for the Knicks is Raymond Felton, oh, J.R. Smith, oh, boy. Carmelo Anthony. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just, let me, I want, just give me a moment. Allow me to gather myself. Because what we were talking about, among the embarrassments that the Knicks have had over the course of the last decade of irrelevant, whether it be Mike Woodson shaving his own eyebrows or kicking, we're not sure whether that was with the Atlanta Hawks or the New York Knicks, or kicking Charles Oakley out of a game, or what happened last week with some brand manager being on first take and they sent out a press release saying he doesn't speak for us. Whatever you view as the embarrassment about the New York Knicks. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson falling asleep on a bus. Joakim Noah showing up at Phil Jackson's house and being signed. Uh, whatever you think the embarrassments are, I am maintaining that the Knicks all-decade team is going to be funnier in terms of shame than any item I can put in front of you. Now, you already won, I feel like, by putting... is. There, 
I don't. How do you pronounce his name? Pergioni? Pergioni? Yeah. Pablo Pergioni? Yeah. 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 Four, he, uh, four points per game. That's staggering yeah. that he's actually on honorable mention. Yeah. There, there is Basically, wrong. we've already revealed three of the five honorable mention: Jeremy Lin, Stoudemire, and Prigioni. The other two are worse than Prigioni, I think. Okay. In my mind. Well, then we will finish with that. Just give me, in general, the all-decade first team for the New York Knicks. Do it slowly so we can drink every person in. At point guard, Raymond Felton. <laughs> At the two guard, J.R. Smith. At small forward, Carmelo Anthony. Power forward, Kristaps Porzingis. And the center, your favorite and mine, Tyson Chandler. <laughs> so funny list. Does that team make the playoffs? <laughs> no, not for a decade. <laughs> Want some more fun? How about a little getting to know you, getting to know all about you with Hawk and Crowder next on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Without any further ado, you want to hear this, Hawk and Crowder, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. I have had, over the last week or so, Jay Fig, Alejandro Solana, and Dan Day hand in some factoids about themselves. And what I will do is take some callers here. What do you think? Like, I, I want to get enough factoids out there. How many does the person have to get right? Three out of five? Four out of seven? Oh, three out of five. So I that think we three can out of five is good. So three we can out get five. through a couple different callers. Three out of five, Solana? Because they're not easy, I don't think. Mm. I'll give you the factoid, and then you have to guess. Is it, Sol- is it Solana? Is it Jay Fig? Is it Dan Day? I might make you, and you'll be able to help the go. You haven't seen the factoids. No. Is so it you, scared that I'm kind of nervous? He, he <laughs> could, oh, you should be. Everyone <laughs> should be nervous because... <laughs> I mean, like we've done this before with ourselves, yes. and they're funny. Um, all right, so let me take some callers here. And so if you, the first caller that gets three out of five, are we in agreement, three out of five? Three out of, three five. Out of five is good. I like five out of nine. Is that okay. such a thing? It is. The is it? Majority After four nine. out of seven, then yeah. five out of nine is next? Yeah. I'm done at four out of seven. I can't I, I can't get further than that. <laughs> majority, you know, that's why it has to be an odd number. Never uh, mind. Let's, yeah, just let's move on. That it's makes just, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would do four out of seven. I think it would be more fun. Nah, we'll do three out three of five. Three out of five. Because be then we can all get right. through more callers. Well, and I, but opinions. I, but the, the first person might get all three right, and then and then we're stuck. Then do four out of seven. We know how you do. I don't know what that even means. What does that mean? We know how y'all do. What does that mean? <laughs> if you don't know, now five, you know. Five out of nine still in play? Is five out of nine in play, anyone? <laughs> all right, we'll do three out of five. This is for Panthers tickets Saturday night. Do we have any little uh, music that we can just play in the background, spice it up a little bit? All right, here we go. Okay. Going to uh, Dan in Davie. Are you there, Dan? I am. All right, so uh, do you listen to this show on the regular? Uh, pretty regularly. Okay, so, I mean, do you, are you familiar with Solana and Jay Fig and Dan Day, or are you not very familiar with them? I know who they are as far as when they're on the radio, but not too many facts about them. Okay, and, and you shouldn't, by the way. That's if you good. did, you'd probably you'd be a stalker. It'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> it would be weird. All right, I got you, so you understand, and you want to go to the Panthers game on Saturday night. Always. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you a factoid. You tell me if it is, uh, and these are all true. You tell me if it's Alejandro Solana, Jen Figueroa, 
or Dan Day, okay? All right. All right. I once followed Rihanna on tour for two straight weeks. I once followed Rihanna on tour for two straight I gotta, weeks. I got to go with Figs on that one. Yeah, Jay Fig would make sense on that one. That is, though, Dan Day. Wow. What? Wow. Now, how did that uh, come about, Dan? I went to a Rihanna concert, made some friends. They said they were going to follow the tour. I like the group of people and uh, went to Rihanna day after day after day. I got to tell you, so I, I've, I've heard stories like this before where someone goes to a concert and they make friends at a concert and then they end up traveling the country with them. And I'm always like, who is that person? Like, I've heard that it's story. It's Daniel Day. It is Dan Day. <laughs> Man, those Rihanna fans, they know how to get down. So what Woo! happened? You just, you ended up at the concert by yourself? No, no, no. I went with a couple of friends and just started talking to people. I was drunk and we just made friends and I had some time off and I said, let's do this so uh we just we you actually shocked crowder crowder's face <laughs> yes. i, I met didn't him know here. that i saw that was i thought that was movie stuff did you think right. it was me i, 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 I would have guessed you, you. Really? i'm with you yeah. dan i was yeah. gonna wow. pick yeah, yeah i would have guessed you all right i met him in I'm miami i actually met him right here in miami that's so really? great hey, it is a now, perfect dan day story now, rihanna's <laughs> bad but two weeks dan? perfect dan day story all right that is uh so you're 0 for one right now dan you got to get three out of five okay all right all right. I signed up to drive for Uber. Now, every time I'm in an Uber, I tell the driver I'm an Uber employee, but I have never actually driven anyone or completed a drive. I'm going with Solana on that one. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone in here we pointed, pointed at, at him. We all pointed Yeah, at him. that is such a Solana thing to do. Why do you feel the need to do that, Solana? It's an easy conversation starter. I love talking to Uber drivers, and I just tell them, yeah, I'm an Uber driver too. He's one of those. Also, so him. Also, it's an easy way to get five stars. It's, but oh. why do you care? I have a great rating. Great rating. That is so. I mean, that is so him. That's I. So I can't even begin to tell you. And he called me an Uber last week, and he takes pride right, in having right. his well, app obviously, and all. obviously, he's very proud of the company <laughs> that he, he works text for. me, hey, big man, you home yet? Leave me alone. <laughs> what? You, yeah, you're weird with that Uber stuff. All right, you got to guess. You. Uh, you've got one right and one wrong so far. If you get three right, Dan, you've got tickets for the uh, Panthers game Saturday night. BB&T Center, they will retire Roberto Luongo's jersey. Here is your next factoid. I once attended a rave. At the Acropolis in Athens, Greece. I once attended a rave at the Acropolis in Athens, Greece. Uh, I feel like I got to go a day after that, after the Rihanna story. That is indeed, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Crowder was pointing at Jay Fig. I was pointing at Solana. Jay Fig was pointing at Solana. Dan, how did you end up at a rave at the Acropolis? I was in Athens, Greece, and they said they were having a rave. (laughs) What else needs to be said? I, I, I was in Athens, of course. Uh, so how else would I end up at a rave at the Acropolis? <laughs> I happened to be in Athens, Greece. So you were in Athens, Greece, ended up at a rave. Yeah, someone asked if I wanted to go. I said, let's do this. All right. Then people just ask you, do you want to move and go and travel? And you just, yep, He's jump a man in the car. Of few words. You're going to get kidnapped. <laughs> All right, here we go. You've got, uh, you've got, you two know about right. that crowd. So if uh, <laughs> I once ended up in the trunk of a car uh, being driven over state lines, but everything was good. Everything <laughs> ended up being good. I, uh, befriended, I befriended my kidnappers. Crowder saw me almost get kidnapped at Funky Buddha the other day. Oh my God. <laughs> they tried to take him. Dan Day can what? get into it. He can get into it. 
hanging out with them just like these stories. This weird stuff happens to it. All right, uh, here you go. So you've got two right, Dan. If you get the next one right, you've got two tickets to the Panthers game Saturday night where they will retire Roberto Luongo's jersey. Are you ready? Let's do it. I once snuck into a Drake concert. The staff thought I was part of the catering crew. I once snuck into a Drake concert. The staff thought I was a part of the catering crew. Going with figs. Damn! You got me! Wow, that seems out of your wheelhouse, Jay Fig, because I feel you're a rule follower. I feel feel like your heart would be pounding sneaking into a concert. The thing is that you can never underestimate me. I I do random stuff. All right, fair enough. All right, Dan. You you wore an apron? No. You just looked like a caterer. caterer. No, it's weird enough. I was (laughs) wearing. I was dressed like Alice from the Brady Bunch. What? <laughs> I was not. That's crazy. So you walked in, and where was it? That AAA. Oh, at the AAA? Yeah. And you walked in Don't as a me out, catering department person. That's crazy. Weird. All right, Dan, you've got two tickets to yeah. the uh, Florida Panthers game on Saturday at the BB&T Center. Make sure you get there early because they're asking for uh, people to be in their seats by 5 o'clock so you can partake in the ceremony, all right? Awesome. All right, we're going to put you on hold, and uh, Solana will get all your information uh, shortly. You want another couple of, of factoids just as long as we're uh, goofing around here? Are we, well, we got to play the game some more. I mean, we could we can do it later on if you want for more prizes. Will we have more prizes? Do we have any more prizes right now? That's pending, but we'll we'll figure out some more prizes. Right, so we'll, I enjoy this. Yeah, it's fun, right? It's actually pretty Learning fun. about uh, things like <laughs> – Touring with Rihanna for two weeks, Dan Day, like, and I know Solana's taking the winner. Put Dan Day's mic on for a second, Solana. Do you know a lot of Rihanna songs? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a fan of Rihanna. I've seen her a couple times in concert. I mean, outside of the two weeks that I followed her around. How does that wow, transpire, jealous. though? Like, a, like, when is the invitation made? Hey, we're going to Atlanta next for Rihanna. Do you want, like, you went in the car with these people? Yeah, there were people, I was actually taking some vacation time, and it was here in Miami. I met some people sitting behind me from Fort Lauderdale, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be following her. You guys should come. And I said, I got some time off from work, so we went and rode with them, and we went to a couple different cities, went up to Atlanta, Jacksonville, all that stuff, and uh, went concert after concert. We partied before. We partied <laughs> after the concerts. It was a good time. He he almost got me into this at Funky Buddha. Where you just ended up randomly we somewhere. We went to the Maple Bacon Coffee Porter Festival, me, Dan, and who the hell is Jarvis. <laughs> and we're sitting there. And, then you know, we're talking. All three of us are talking to our own groups. And it gets to a point where Dan disappears. And he's in this circle of nine, like, 45, 50-year-old women. And he comes and tells us, hey, I'm, I'm going to ride with them. I'm like, where are y'all going? <laughs> He's like, them. yeah, man. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to the Acropolis. It's like, yeah, they're running down to another bar after this is over. I was like, no, another day. We're going to kind of stick together tonight, big dog. Let's, let's stay together. Man. They had an extra seat. <laughs> oh, my God. Interesting <laughs> dude. He could have sat right? on his lap. There's a great factoid. Uh, Crowder knows this one because I was giving uh, Solana last week hell on this one. Solana, one of the facts that he wrote about himself was, I was detained at Islands of Adventure during my eighth grade band field trip. <laughs> For an obscene gesture on the Jurassic Park ride, what? and I'm, and it's like so. I go, bro. Do you even know what detained means? Because he, the way he wrote it was, I was arrested, arrested yes. which is silly, and arrested. detained is silly as well. Uh, they, I mean, I had handcuffs on. They, you didn't have handcuffs on. Handcuffs and, on. 
You're telling me at Universal Studios. And we know what he did. He flicked, you, he flicked, flicked off the, bird. the camera. No, I didn't yeah. flip the bird. What'd you do? You the showed the your little, wiener? No, the the little, You flashed your wiener the on the little, Jurassic Park the ride? The finger lickies. <laughs> like, I mean, what'd you do? It was the uh, finger the, lick. The, the, the peace yeah. sign with, with a little yeah. tongue action going in between. Oh. Okay, so you made that on Jurassic Park. You get off the ride, they throw you in handcuffs. Book them, Dano. I mean, come, come on. Did he supply himself with the handcuffs? He I mean, probably it's, did. He it's so. I mean, it, it's not. It's, it's not laughable. ridiculous. It's not laughable. It's what happened. Bro. You know the white, the white handcuffs. Bro, you're talking about the. You're these. talking about the, the cable wraps. Right, the cable wraps. We got put in cable wraps. Lie. That's a lie. It's a flat out lie. They're basically zip ties. It's a flat out lie. Yeah, they're zip ties. Yeah, exactly. They're like zip ties, and I remember the guy's name and everything. Bob. So they thought they thought five years old. They thought you were a danger to the other riders because you went weighed three hundred pounds. They thought you were a danger. Here's what happened. Somebody on that ride, I remember, it was a Venezuelan couple with like a five year old daughter. They wanted to buy the picture. And we had been on that ride multiple times that day, and nobody had said anything. We had done the same gesture on every ride. The Venezuelan couple, awesome couple, wanted to buy the damn picture. <laughs> and because of that, that, they call the security because they're losing out on money. <laughs> the, but, you're my dude, dude but, thing. Awesome yeah, couple. Plus, <laughs> no, no, they were Just great. Think about they were the great. concept. We, we had a great, we had a great, the, great time together on the a, ride. It's a lot. A 300-pound island of adventure security guard has the authority <laughs> To zip tie <laughs> I mean, teenage wrists. Yes. And here's why. Solana. Here's why. Here's and, why. And he because told his superiors we... because you went blah, 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 blah <laughs> with your fingers. Here's why. I mean, what, come on. He thought that we were going to run away, which makes sense. You're in a park with thousands of people. Uh, we're uh, kids. Bro, and you, he you can't can. move more than three miles and, per hour. And you can run away. You didn't do anything that's worthy of being detained. Because There's, when they l- called this over, we thought, like, Are oh, you the guys that went blah, 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 blah. We've got We've got photographic proof. <laughs> they you know called what happens this at camp? You're lucky it didn't go to trial. <laughs> I cannot wait for another rendition of Getting to Know You on the Hawk and Crowder Show. I also can't wait for another rendition of the Best of the Joe Show, but that's going to have to wait until tomorrow at 6 o'clock right here on 560 The Joe. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.